Hey guys, this is Two Day Hangover with Hannah Elson, a podcast that streams every Monday with topics ranging from navigating post-grad, how to live a damp lifestyle, and general advice from a mid-20s gal that's still learning. This podcast is a space to be honest with ourselves, have fun while doing it, and try our best to avoid the two-day hangover. Grab a mocktail and enjoy! Hello you guys and welcome to the fourth episode of the podcast two-day hangover with moi. Excited as always to be here and especially excited to kind of get back to my roots so to speak with what I typically started out talking about on social media which is the damp lifestyle, working on our relationship with alcohol. I feel like now that I've had so many changes in my life with the breakup and just trying to find more sense of my self-worth and what serves me, what environment serves me, I have tried to remain consistent with my goals. I believe when you're going through something hard, it's the number one time to test yourself and make sure you're consistent on your goals. So I thought what better time than to talk about the specifics when it comes to drinking in a social environment because Like I always say, I am an introverted extrovert and I'm pretty intuitive on when and where I need my energy in the moment. Given my circumstances, I've really gotten a lot of energy by being with close friends and family, whereas typically I might get a little bit more energy from being alone. So I really had to process exactly what might change or what might be the same when it comes to my relationship with alcohol because, again, want to make sure I'm aligning with my goals. So this past weekend was the perfect kind of regeneration and recentering on what my why is when it comes to my relationship with alcohol. It was ACL Festival in Austin, Texas, which is notoriously just like, I would say more of a vibey time than a crazy time. I mean, I grew up going to Lollapalooza, so I'd say I'm pretty used to festivals. But nonetheless, anytime you have an event surrounding, like let's say it's a bachelorette party, someone's birthday, you'll likely have a situation socially where it'll be a longer pregame. People might be drinking to get drunk more than drinking to enjoy. Um, You might be somewhere longer for a period of time and in your environment you might kind of be stuck. For instance, it's a little harder to Irish exit at ACL than it is to Irish exit at a bar. So I knew all of this going into it and I wanted to make sure that I had my goals lined up. I'd already gotten my little chaotic post-breakup weekend out of the way in New York, so I was really ready to center in on my ACL weekend with balance and with focusing on the damp lifestyle. I guess, I mean, I already in the first episode talked a lot through how I started with the damp lifestyle, why I started, but to kind of refocus on my why, my mental health and being intuitive with my mental health is really important to me. And like I said, when going through something so hard I know that in the past I've used drinking as a crutch and I really wanted to make sure that knowing for instance that my ex would be at the festival or like there's just a lot of stimulation around I didn't want to use alcohol as a crutch so my why was making sure going into the weekend that I had a focused centered mind I had confidence I had just like that powerful energy and I knew drinking heavily was not going to do that so A lot of people ask like exactly, okay, you say there's an action plan, you say you have a why going into something like a festival, but what does it actually entail? So my friends and I, like I said, I had my college friends visiting, so we just had an absolute blast. I'm not kidding you guys. I do not think we saw a singular male until maybe the very end. It was like girls room times one million 
absolute perfection. If you say, if you ask me, it was perfection. I don't know if they wanted to see males, but I sure didn't. My college friends and I, we had like little mimosa stuff at the apartment, which typically, by the way, I never have alcohol in my apartment, but we bought it just to kind of have something that we could drink and sip slowly while we chatted, while we got ready. And then when I got to my friend's pregame, I would have like a swell or two, which if anyone knows that's similar to, I would say a white cloth. But then also I would really value having an energy drink, making sure I was hydrated at these pregames and really just dancing a lot. So they went by really fast. And then by the time I got to ACL, I didn't even have to wear one of those like Bud Light wristbands the whole weekend. I think I got like two or one drink there the whole weekend, but I did engage in some earth type stimulants and it was just the best vibe ever we giggled we laughed we were safe we had fun we danced i cried my eyes out to evergreen by amar apollo i got a little aroused to sizza <laughs> just to start the day and we did the same thing each weekend saturday i barely drank at all amazing vibes saw like diplo flume and then sunday i would say Oh my gosh, I feel like I didn't really drink it all Sunday either. And then Sunday comes around and this is so typically not me, but we were done with the concert. We were like, wow. And then all my friends, they'll just like kind of laugh with the term like, oh my gosh, I was a damn girly this weekend. But we get to the end and it's Sunday and we had this event to go to Black, the rapper. It was like this like kind of private concert and I like some of his songs so we went to that and then there were like a couple just random rappers there and my friend literally got in like a rap battle and with one of them like I literally look over and she's singing misery business like oh darn it and you haven't you people ever with rapper okay as like black watched it was very <laughs> very weird and it was one of those moments where like you have so much fun and i'm getting to my point here you have so much fun that you don't even realize if you're holding a drink or not and it really made me think about the fact that i really want to make sure especially now that i'm like super independent and super confident that i'm watching what environments i go into because that can kind of do the job for me and take the stress out of the way I saw a really funny TikTok the other day that essentially was saying, I'm not drinking for your lame party, but, <laughs> and he was saying it in a really funny way. I don't know, got a couple million likes, so maybe a few of you know what I'm talking about. But I kind of, in a deep way, related to that because I put myself into these environments sometimes and I stress so much on how to be damp. But at the same time, like, what if we started even backtracking a little bit further and we thought about, okay, if we're in these environments with people we love, the environment serve us, we serve them, we're dancing, there's actually something to do versus people standing around and people that maybe you honestly don't even like that much or bars you go to every single weekend. And it just really reignited me to still get these energy, this energy that I've been getting from other people, but also get it in new ways, experience new sides of Austin because I just, I felt like that was like a really eye-opening night for me, and it was a blast. So anyway, ACL was a success. I can definitely, if anyone's curious of just more specific action plans before a festival or a bachelor party, I'm always happy to help. I think that 
the leading up to it is always harder than when you're actually there. Like for instance, over the summer, I did a birthday party where I was completely sober. I was doing a 30 day reset and we were on like a five hour boat. We did a sleepover at the house. Like it was kind of one of those situations I was talking about where there wasn't really any out. There wasn't really a way I could Irish exit if I stressed and couldn't handle my drinking or drank accidentally or something like that. I don't do that. I'm I'm not sober, so I do work on my relationship with alcohol more in specific ways. Again, this whole episode, I should have said this in the beginning, but not necessarily for someone who defines himself as sober, but I respect anyone and everyone who is sober so, 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 so much. I just don't define it, and I needed a way to kind of work in that gray area. So anyone who hasn't heard me say that already, that's my little PSA. But anyway, (laughs) now I got sidetracked, so I'll just kind of like re-go back, but... I was also thinking a lot after this weekend and just how much success my whole entire friend group had with drinking to enjoy versus drinking to get drunk. And essentially, that's just drinking in moderation. And I never understood growing up, especially in high school and college, why anyone would ever drink to enjoy and not get drunk. I'm dead serious. I probably said a million different times, why would I have a drink if I'm not getting drunk? Word for word. Well, (laughs) I could tell you a few reasons because as we age and grow and we're social in more of a mature way, drinking shouldn't be necessarily this thing that like you only do to kind of use as a drug, so to speak, or else it's getting in a dangerous way. And there's a lot of people to talk to and resources to talk to if you feel like you're stretching in that. But for me, it was more just like, that's what me and my friends said. It wasn't necessarily that I agreed to it. It was just that I didn't relate with the fact that I could go to a dinner and just get a drink or I could go out and my natural personality was strong enough to genuinely just enjoy a few drinks with friends and then go home. I didn't even think that that was possible for me. So that's why I talk about it so much because I know that there's people out there that would enjoy drinking to enjoy. They just don't think it's in the cards for them or they don't relate it with their friends. It's not what their friends are focusing on. I think when it comes to actually focusing on that, it's exactly what I said we did for a lot of ACL. It's what I do for a lot of weekends out in Austin. Typically when I'm living alone, I never have alcohol in my apartment. That is because I always start with a mocktail when I'm in my apartment. I live alone and I think it's just so powerful walking to an environment, even if it's just a pregame with your friends, even if it's just a dinner party and you have not had anything to drink and it's your natural personality and you don't need to rush to the bar and order 17 different tequila sodas that you don't even enjoy drinking but instead you can like be intuitive with what you actually want that night what the environment is and it's a lot of fun making mocktails or like just drinking I mean I have a poppy right here that I'm drinking so also when it comes to that drinking you enjoy peace like ACL I had a liquid death in my hand the entire weekend I don't know what they put in those things but they're amazing they're the water cans that kind of look like a beer Um, If you look at my Instagram, I'm holding a liquid death in literally every single picture. But just mixing in a water or two waters between every drink, again, is that small nudge for yourself, that small habit that can start leading up and just building your damp lifestyle when it comes to social interactions. So um, again, over ACL, I'm just using the ACL weekend because it was recent and then I'll get into like the questions you guys asked specifically. But over ACL, if I was going to, for instance have a swell at the pregame 
and then I'm going to ACL itself. I'm going to have a water before I have, let's say, a rosé can later on, or maybe two, because A, I'm switching types of alcohol, and I know myself, and anytime I switch types of alcohol too much in a night at all, even if I only drink a little bit that night, I might feel a little groggy in the morning more than usual. Just doing the water in between is really great. And then I also, I just posted a TikTok specifically on this like drinking in moderation and specifically how that works for the damp lifestyle. And one girl commented, she was like, I realize that a lot of the time when I'm wanting to drink, it's just because I'm thirsty. And she was like, drinking something fun like a lemonade helps kind of quench that thirst. And I don't think I necessarily related to it because I think mine's more like psychological with holding something and the social interactions of it. But at the same time, like when you have those moments where you might just be thirsty, I don't know, order the lemonade. If anyone does that, I love that little reference. And I think that that more just shows that she was being super intuitive with what her mind and body needs when it comes to a relationship with alcohol. And maybe I do relate to that more than I even thought. I just hadn't been intuitive about it. I don't know. I just think it's so interesting how everyone has little tricks when it comes to drinking to enjoy. But overall, it can really, these small habits can really help you be successful at a weekend like ACL or a bachelorette party or just going out one night because. At the end of the day, small changes add to big results. It's like that for, I guess it's not really a great comparison to relate drinking to food, but like if you're trying to eat healthier, small changes, or if you're starting a workout program, you could start slow, you start small. Um, that doesn't work for everybody, and that can't work for everybody when it comes to drinking. So that's why I said it's not a great reference. But now I'll kind of get into some of the questions. There were quite a few, and I also have remembered quite a few just throughout videos I post. Feel free anytime I post a video, especially on TikTok, to comment questions because I love responding to those. I love trying to give advice. And the biggest thing is I'm still learning about my relationship with alcohol. I still have days that I don't do as well. I wake up groggy the next day and I'm like, well, could have stopped at XYZ drink. I still have days where I'm anxious and I wonder if... I like don't know how to be confident in myself. I still have days that take me back a step. But the point is those days don't make up my lifestyle. What makes up my lifestyle is all these small changes that I've built up, adding in waters, adding in mocktails. That's what makes a lifestyle over time. And I've been working on that since January. And I think a lot of people don't see that. And I think some of my friends don't even see that because they, they just see either like me that night, maybe they see me sober, maybe they see me tipsier than usual. And that's what they would define me of that weekend. But they don't see all like the hard, small work that have gone on in the middle. Only I know that. And that's what you have to remember like when you're trying to change something socially about your relationship with alcohol. Vent, vent, vent. Rant, rant, rant. Okay, next one. One of the questions that was asked was, others thinking drinks are the thing that makes you fun. I think this is, I could go on about this for hours, but... I really relate to this because I think that was the main reason I never did anything about my relationship with alcohol. So I was always a super heavyweight. So I would drink so much and then drink the same things that my friends were having, but more and like not get drunk until later. And then it really just like became my identity that I was always drunk to the point that like it was like blackout something or other was my Snapchat, Insta, like or whatever you call it, fake name for the private stories. Like I just 
really like went in on the fact that that was my identity and looking back what I would always say now is if you feel like your identity is becoming clouded with drinking like and people and you have convinced yourself not even just people but like you have genuinely convinced yourself that like you're not fun when you go out without drinking like that is a time to reassess and a time to work on your own natural confidence and natural social abilities but there's also the other side where your friends and people you've been drinking with and been out with see you as that identity maybe less than you see yourself as that identity but they still might for instance for me be like oh Hannah like oh yeah she'll be doing tequila shots with me by next week like that's she's so fun like that's what makes her fun And of course, when you're starting out, a lot of it is like, you kind of got to prove it to them. Like, let's be honest. But at the same time, a lot of that is A, just a reflection of how they view themselves. So maybe they're just not ready at all to work on their relationship with alcohol. So they're kind of like putting it back on you because they just feel like they have to keep asking and keep worrying because maybe they're worried themselves. That's a bit of a harsher response. But then B, maybe that's a friend that, you kind of need to set a boundary with like hey I don't really appreciate those comments of like you saying like hey you used to be fun or um drinking with you used to be fun why aren't you fun anymore like that really hurts my feelings because I'm trying to work on myself to the point that I can be the best version of myself and I promise you when I get there I will be more fun than I am blacked out and boring and speaking gibberish in a corner not remembering what we talked about all night I promise you I will be more fun to be around so I think like there's that two sides like they might not get it because it might be a reflection of how they feel about themselves but also boundaries are always important to be set and I think the second you set those boundaries though too is you can start being more honest with yourself because you are accountable with other people. You're being accountable with yourself and you can move forward and try to see, okay, what about my identity needs work and why did I latch out to being the drunkest girl at the party? Like, what can I assess? Maybe do I need to take a break from alcohol? Totally. Like, what got me there? What do I believe makes me fun? Do I think like just taking shots is the reason I'm fun? Okay, let me take out shots and see like how I feel bringing my natural personality and fun energy out. I will say you guys, I promise you and maybe only my closest friends understand this. I know for a fact I am a lot more fun now. (laughs) And that is because like I said earlier, I was just mute my friends call it like the Michael Jackson because my body would literally tilt like halfway to the ground and that would just be how my body sits um I'd go home every night of college to eat Jimmy John's by myself and yeah I didn't remember most nights so you tell me what's more fun because now I remember every night I'm able to have a weekend that I fully enjoy have a Saturday morning that I can do a workout class or just sit in my apartment and chill I've gotten closer, I've gotten better relationships with my friends, with my family, and most importantly, I'm really freaking confident. So you tell me which one sounds more fun and then your friends will see it themselves with time. That's my advice on that. Okay, next one. Best drinks to order at a bar, so still holding something and tastes fun but not necessarily energy. Oh my gosh, every single time I've talked about this on TikTok, I always get one comment of someone being like, well, why don't you just tell them you're not drinking? Why don't you just stop drinking? Okay, appreciate your comment. However, that's not necessarily what we're centering in on right now. 
we're centering in on kind of like giving ourselves these cues and it doesn't mean you have to actually care about whether someone sees that you're drinking or not I believe it has to come from the fact that like you're trying to teach yourself that you can hold something that's not alcohol and like you can kind of teach yourself to spread out your drinks through doing something like this um but also sometimes especially if your friends are getting kind of tipsy around you it can be kind of nice to not have people asking you or being like oh come get this drink with me or like oh take a sip of this or whatever like it can be kind of nice to just like be on your own little playing field and no one asking you so there's also that side but coming to the specifics because obviously I'm this is not something I'm super proud of but I am a Red Bull girl <laughs> I was in New York the other weekend and literally one guy was like why are you drinking just Red Bull that's so gross I'm like sir relax just that's all I said I just said relax and walked away <laughs> I think that like what I said earlier like having a soda or a lemonade can be fun but I also really like doing a soda water lime soda water lime and then I'll bring like a Mio or a little energy packet and I'll like pour it in a little bit and then it looks like a cranberry vodka soda or whatever and also I think the bubbly effect if you do like bubbly things just always kind of makes it feel a little bit more fun because at the end of the day especially in Austin this is kind of like a niche pet peeve of mine but they have tons of water jugs because it's so hot here which is amazing like obviously appreciate that hydration is key but at the same time sometimes you just want the water in a fun cup so the soda water is a little bit easier with that and then also I mean some bougier places might have like a can you forks or something similar I doubt it I haven't seen that anywhere here if you're at a kind of nicer bar or like a dinner restaurant or a cocktail bar most of them have a pretty good mocktail menu and that will always taste fun look fun and a lot of times even if they don't have mocktails on the menu they're able to make it so just be like you don't have to be like I'm not drinking you don't even have to say anything about that just be like do you have any mocktails you recommend? And then they'll give you a few. And if they don't have any, just be like, okay, soda, water, lime. But those are a few. And then four energy drinks for anyone looking. Yeah, I I feel like just because Red Bull's like all over the bars, I do have it. But bringing the Mio out can help a lot. So I guess that doesn't really answer your question since I said Mio. But you can bring anything. Maybe there's like, I don't know. I'm trying to think. But I'll think of something that's not energy and not Mio. But Overall, that's my answer. Next question, other ways to find fulfillment and fun when choosing to go out? Okay, so I think what the question is saying, and excuse me if I'm wrong, whoever wrote this can DM me back, but you're essentially being like, a lot of times when I don't drink, I'm like, it's not necessarily fun, but in a way that, okay, maybe your night wasn't super fulfilled. Oh, I just reworded the question. I kind of already answered this when it comes to defining a new term of fun, like what is fun for you. I think it's also like centering in and kind of in like a group dynamic, doing things that aren't the same exact thing every single weekend. Because when you're going to the same bar every single weekend, like Austin people, you know, like a whiskey tango foxtrot every single Friday, all you're really thinking is drinking and standing there and looking at people, maybe flirting people and running away from your ex-boyfriend. Doesn't necessarily sound like fulfillment. Sounds like an environment that I might want to rush and go get a drink for to drown out my pain in my old days. So I understand that. I think it's really important, especially when you're starting out with a damp lifestyle, to add things into your day-to-day 
that don't revolve around drinking that are social so there's like pickleball there's I mean I've honestly never done the other one once but I see people doing it and it looks great but also like there's cuter cocktail bars like there's comedy shows um just going to dinner there's breweries there's different types of social places to meet there's also like parks you can do like a wine night or a non-alcoholic wine night at a park and in every single city there's different ways to go out and I think everyone and I was like this in college and now I see this in Austin too so similarly everyone always complains like we do the same thing every weekend but we don't make a change about it and when we don't make a change we just do the same things and we have the same like lifestyle habits too so I think it's really important to even just like add one new activity a week and like try to get your friends to do the same because then you'll realize like oh wow like I got a lot of fulfillment about a seeing a new part of my city but B, I realized that like, oh my gosh, I met like three new people at this new place because I never go there and they apparently go there all the time. And I only drank two drinks because I was having so much fun. So I think fulfillment like can come out from change. That's something that I've struggled with in Austin, but I think it's more like what our friends have been doing. And now we're like really good. For instance, like what I was saying at ACL, like just being just for the girls so we really want to go to like new bars and new concerts and new everything and it really does kind of go on my earlier point that when you put yourself in that good environment the fulfillment and just the instant fun and the instant ability to not worry about drinking as much can kind of like make it easier on you okay the other question is if you aren't drinking one night how do you handle people around you being drunk and tipsy this is definitely i mean of course an annoyance for everyone and you're lying if you say especially in the beginning it can't be a little hard sometimes I mean obviously I just got out of a relationship and I never put it on him to like drink less or anything like that obviously sometimes I'd get a little irritated if I was like asking to go home and like he didn't value that or stuff like that but overall like I put up the boundary that he wasn't changing anything about his lifestyle and we still had like fun nights out with cocktails and everything like that especially in the beginning was very hard for me to like not only smell it on him but also like have to rely on like the fact that he would be drunk like not wanting to go home kind of like what I was saying and I'd be either sober or essentially sober like really trying to work on my relationship with alcohol and like really wanting to go home and like that would be really triggering for me and I had to realize that like I needed to kind of like stay in my own lane where it would get in between my relationship if I started resenting him for that I mean obviously stuff got between but in the moment I didn't realize anything got in between but I really did I promise you I really did focus on staying in my own lane and I do that with friends too I think you should never like being the friend who's working on a relationship with alcohol never be shaming or making your friends feel dumb for getting drunk if anything like enjoy their memories obviously if you notice a pattern or like or worried about them check in with them of course but like it is not up to you to put your lifestyle on someone else you can teach them about what you're doing you can talk about it you can share you can send videos at the end of the day if your friends are wanting to go out and like dance on tabletops and that's not your vibe that night maybe that's just your signal to take a cinderella night as i call it and go home before 12 or Maybe that's your time to be like, okay, when my friends go to like X, Y, and Z club, maybe bottle service isn't really for me because I noticed that 
I really, really get irritated by people in that environment. I also think it just comes with time and that's such a cliche response, but it truly does. I, anytime I drink less, I really don't get annoyed by drunk people anymore at all. I definitely did in the beginning. If I'm getting really annoyed by a drunk person, I'm probably just annoyed with them in general. (laughs) Like it probably doesn't have to do with them actually being drunk. But I also think it's interesting because obviously now I'm looking forward towards this like new sector of my life. I'm going to be going on dates and dating and everything like that. And I have to kind of be like, okay, what if I'm surrounded by this new guy I just went on a date with and he's getting really drunk or like his friends are. I don't want to put myself in that environment, so I need to assess that. But like when they're your actual friends, I genuinely don't get irritated anymore. I also think, like I said, it's just really important to stay in your own lane. Okay, the next question was tips on trying out the damp lifestyle in a college setting. It's an interesting one. So I went to the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Go Badgers! And I think that like when you grow up in the Midwest or maybe a smaller college city or anything like that, or just a party school, a lot of times, especially when it gets cold, like all you have to do activity-wise is go drink. So... I never, like, it never crossed my mind to slow down drinking. I also just wasn't at that stage of my life maturity-wise to understand that, okay, maybe I didn't have a problem, but I wasn't happy and I wasn't being honest with myself with what my mental health needed and what my anxiety needed and that these hangovers were making me a bad person and I couldn't keep friendships for, like, a hot second in college because of that and I was just, like didn't even like have any romantic interests because of it I don't have advice for what I exactly did obviously because I started working on my relationship post-grad however I can look back and assess and think about similar situations because I think to an extent layers of Austin remind me a lot of a Madison and B just like that college dynamic like I really do think the reason we have so many like Peter Pan boys like that's what they make fun of but like guys used to like act like frat guys or aren't ready to settle down is because that stereotype can ring true with some Austin transplants and nothing against the city it's just something that happens when it's like a fun young city obviously I can kind of look back and think okay this is similar or what I would have done in college I think that first off I always was really good about being friends with other girls that weren't just in my sorority But I would have gone out of my way a little bit more to have more of those wholesome connections. I had friends within my friend group that we did wholesome things with. For instance, I'd be out at the bars while I was training for a marathon the next day, my senior year of college. So I had friends that did that with me. A lot of my friends were super, super, super driven. But I think anytime you're like partying with all of your friends, it can be nice to be like, oh, well, I love you guys. I'm not going to go out with all of you guys tonight. I'm going to like go get dinner with some girl from this club and blah, blah, blah. Because now I really value having these buckets of friendships. And it's what my friend and I talked about in the last episode on female friendships. But it's not saying that like, oh, you guys, because I party with you, like I need space from you and you're not good for me. It's not saying that at all. It's just saying for you and your own lifestyle it's nice to have people even that like you go to yoga class with and it's really not offensive it's just would be nice to add more of that I also think that 
to the point of yoga, adding more activities in your weekday to kind of take out those scaries. I lived for when the next time I would drink would be. So sometimes we've got Tuesdays, sometimes Wednesdays, but not really. But mostly it was like, okay, Thursday, oh, you knew I was going out. Friday, maybe. Saturday, I was having the biggest day and biggest night of my entire life. Sunday, oh my gosh, sometimes we would do stuff then, but like not as often. But I would be like keeping track and excited for the next time to the point that I would work out every day of college, but I didn't have a few hobbies or passions. And I think if I'd had a few more that I could center in on beyond just the workout studio I went to, I'd be a little bit more fulfilled and less focused on having drinking being my only activity. And again, goes into my earlier point, you can meet new people that way, have a different subsection of people you're close with and have different things to do. And then I think there's also logistical things you can do for when you're in a college setting working on the damp lifestyle. Like what we talked about earlier with ordering a drink at these college bars, there's not necessarily going to be nice mocktails you can order 99% of the time. I mean, they definitely have red bowl but that's about it so just kind of teaching yourself okay all my friends are probably getting really drunk at this date party that's fine what I'm gonna do is remember to have a meal before this party I'm gonna remember to drink a lot of water I'm gonna get there maybe before I pick up my date if I'm like anxious to meet him I won't drink and I'll actually get to know him like in my sober personality and then when I do have drinks like out at the bar if I'm over 21 and everything (laughs) or I'll put a red solo cup and just have water in it especially in college you really think that people care more about what you're doing than you than they actually do and I don't mean they don't care about you as a person but everyone is so busy with classes with what party's coming up with which boy they like with which girl they like with when Thanksgiving break's gonna be, with stresses and figuring out themselves, that there is no chance they notice what you put in your red solo cup. (laughs) And if they do notice, then, and they're like making fun of you and everything like that, just know that you are already above them because you have the maturity and the ability to understand and be intuitive with yourself. And you can either ignore them or kind of be like, all right, well, you're not really the friend for me. And if you have a best friend doing that, set boundaries. It's like the same advice that I gave the entire episode, but just understanding that if you're a person in college that's analyzing this, like you are so mature and I look up to you because I, that did not, like I said, even cross my poor little college girl mind. But I think at the end of the day, when it comes to working on your relationship with alcohol and social settings, it is a journey. There are times that you might fail. And what's important, again, is those little baby steps that make up the lifestyle. So don't be hard on yourself when you fail. Don't be hard on yourself when you go home and you feel like you are boring. It's probably more in your head. I also last episode talked a lot about understanding where I get my energy from so now I'm very intuitive where if I'm feeling my introverted side come out and I know I'd get energy from staying in on a Friday night and cooking and watching Netflix then I'm very honest with myself that is also advice that you can use both in college post-grad any age you are just watching where your energy is coming from and acting as such and being honest with yourself as such but I think that the most important thing and what I'll end with saying is when you work on all these little steps that build up your confidence, that build up your self-worth, that build up your ability to enjoy your own presence and have fun in your own mind, 
It allows you to be this really fun and better version of yourself when you're out in these social scenarios. And so a lot of it sounds like cliche advice, but I mean it when I say when I started working on my relationship with alcohol, I worked out more. I had more energy. I met new people. I posted on TikTok and found a sense of community. And through all these different like domino effects, I was able to up my confidence even in a relationship, even when I had vulnerable times, even when my mental health was lower. I was still on the incline to build my confidence. And now I am still battling it. It's always going to be a little game with myself. But I can genuinely say that through all of these tactics and through this hard work, I am able to go into a bar not drinking or one drink or whatever I decide that day and be confident and happy and dancing. And oh my gosh, I am so proud of myself to be able to say I can do that. And I love that I'm surrounded by a lot of people that can do that. My friends here are freaking amazing, confident individuals. My friends in college, my friends from high school, like are all able to do that. And I think that's a big thing, surrounding yourself. But like I said, a lot of it comes from you. And you do have to remember that. And it's baby, baby steps. But social settings aren't as scary as they need to be. And also, if you need a break from them altogether, then do that for a little bit. It's really whatever your gut is telling you, what your intuition is telling you, and working on those little tricks and tips that I said throughout the episode. Anyway, thank you again to anyone who asked a question. If you're not following the podcast Instagram, that's where I post the questions each week. It also really helps me see what you guys want me to talk about with these specific topics, and I give you a little preview of what the topic's going to be. So that's Two Day Hangover Podcast, and then also my Instagram is hannah.elson, and my TikTok is hannah.elson, and follow me there. Love you guys, and stay tuned for next week. I actually don't know what we're going to talk about, and I'm just going to be honest about that, but it's going to be something good. It's going to be something good, so tune in. <laughs> Love y'all. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned for next week. If you enjoyed the episode, please be sure to review and share with your people. It means the world to me. Check me out on Instagram and TikTok. So excited to continue this journey with you all.